Well, okay, ladies. <laughs> we're, we're so spread out. <laughs> yeah, so find your table. We'll just have nice little groups. Is it just the three of us here? Okay. Corinne's coming, but she'll, she can go over there. Um, let's see. Oh, Suzanne, would you mind joining us? That's okay. I know this is a fun table, but we need a little, a few more, and then you guys are good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, Barb, you can't have everybody. Can't have all the good people. (laughs) This is the good, we're good, we're good. Am I on? Like, are you recording? You're recording. Oh, dear. Okay. I could. I know. I know I could. But I, I'll just stand here, I guess. So, well, next time, Christine, if you're listening, if you ever listen to this video or this recording, if you ever leave again, we're just going to cancel because nobody showed up. <laughs> They heard you weren't going to be here, so nobody came. No, I know a lot of people are sick, and there's some people out of town and different things, but um, welcome, and yes, I am going to facilitate this Bible study, and the Holy Spirit is going to be our teacher tonight, because I am not, I don't have the gift of teaching, speaking like Christine does, and I know that she is somewhere out there in the ocean floating and having a wonderful time, and she deserves it, because she's amazing. Yes, Robin? That would be awesome. Yeah. I know. I would like that. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, there goes my picture. <coughs> We're going to move. We're all moving closer together. Oh, I'm okay. I feel like I need to stand just to start, and then I'm going to sit down. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Now we're all together. This feels much better. Yay. Well, tonight we have a special testimony by one of our young gals, Allie Meekum, and she's, I don't know exactly what she's going to give a testimony about, but I know it's going to be good. Oh, okay, great idea. This is Allie Meekum. Hi, everybody. Okay, so um, Jan asked me, wow, hello, okay, (laughs) it is on. (laughs) Um, Jan asked me to just share something that 
God had taught me through our study and that I had been able to apply. And so I was praying about it this morning and felt like there were two things specifically that were really simple things that Christine had shared, um, but really impacted me and have made a difference um, in my life and also in my marriage. Um, The first one was, I think it was like the second, maybe the third week, um, where Christine was talking about how the sin in the garden with Adam and Eve, even though it wasn't a sexual sin, it affected their sexuality first. That was something that I hadn't really thought about, and I had read that passage time and time again. It's, you know, one of those really good passages to study, to look at what being a woman means, and I had never noticed that, and so I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, God, how does that apply to me? And so... Uh, God kind of just brought brought to mind um, some of the sexual roadblocks that my husband and I had in our marriage. And I was like, okay, so if if I'm having issues in this area, God, what unrevealed sin do I have? What sin do I have in my life that I haven't dealt with that might be affecting this, even if it's not has nothing to do with our marriage or anything like that? And so... Um, God revealed some areas of pride in my life and some areas that um, I hadn't really recognized as sin. And um, so instead of looking at the areas that I wasn't measuring up in my sex life with my husband as I'm not good enough, I'm not doing what I need to do as a wife, I'm not fulfilling him or anything like that, I began to able to turn it around to God and ask him to heal those areas of sin and forgive me and help me to repent in those so that it was no longer affecting my relationship with my husband. And so as I've been starting to do that, it's been really cool to see how God has been showing me how those areas of sin cause areas of shame that I'm not supposed to have as a believer. Um, And so that's been really cool because instead of pulling away from my husband because of that area of shame that I wasn't recognizing, now I can push into him because I know that God has forgiven that sin. Um, So that's been really cool. And then um, just another area that was really simple again, but God used in a really impactful way um, was understanding my husband a little bit better. And Christine talked about how Adam is made from the earth and how Eve was made from Adam. And again, it was something so simple, so obvious that I had never picked up on before. And I've always, my husband's an introvert. Um, I don't think most of you have met him, but he's extremely introverted and doesn't really, relationships, not his thing. He's like, people are, eh. (laughs) And so that's always something that I've seen of like, he needs to work on that. He needs to work on his relationships. He needs to be more relationally focused. This is important. It's an area he can grow in and I'm going to help him grow. (laughs) Because I'm so good at that. Um, (laughs) So um, during, after Christine mentioned that I had this aha moment of, yeah, that might be an area that he needs to grow in and something that God's challenging him on. But at the same time, it's a difference in our design. And I'm supposed to be relationally focused. That is how God has designed me to be. And that's a strength that I can help and complete him in. And he has other things that he's designed to do and focused on that 
I don't have. And so rather than looking at him in a judgmental way and being like, you need to work on this, which never works as a wife anyway, but um, (laughs) being able to see that as this is something that I can learn and try to discover more about him because I understand, okay, yeah, we're relational as women. We're made from Adam. That makes sense to me. I get it. But then thinking about, well, if men are made from the earth, what does that make their strengths in? And so taking it and looking at it as um, just an area that I get to learn more about my husband with and try to discover, like, what are the things that he does? One of the things he's really good at is history. I'm awful at history, but it's because it's not super relational for me. But for him, he wants to know the history and the background of things. And so that's an area that I can learn from him. And so instead of being bitter at my husband for his lack of strength in being relational, I can lend him my strength there and then choose to actively learn about his strengths that come from being made from the earth. So it's been really cool to see how throughout this study God has taken just really simple things. It's not like these really hugely profound, really deep things that he's nailed me with. It's the really simple things and then taking and actually applying them. So, yeah, that's, that's what I've got. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, uh-oh. I'm falling apart already. <laughs> How does she do this? How does Christine do this every week? <laughs> Can you hook me yes, back up? Back. My microphone fell off. So when Christine asked, well, she didn't really ask me at first. She was saying that she was going to be gone. And I said, well, you know, if, if you can't find anybody, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> because I love Christine and I'm a helper. That's a gift. I like to help. But I don't really like being up here. Although you, you ladies are beautiful and really not intimidating. So I'm very thankful for that. But um, I'm not really comfortable doing this at all. And then I try to get Barb to do it, and she's like, no way. <laughs> but we're going to get a, her up here eventually because she has a gift of teaching, and she needs to be up here. But, um, but God is good, and he provides what we need when we need it. And even though I was attacked by a virus of some sort on Monday night in my sleep, and I just felt it attacking my nose, and I thought, no, Lord, I, don't, I can't be sick, please. Um, but he's good, and I really have felt his peace really felt it and I appreciate you all praying for me I know you have been because I don't know if it's just the older you get you realize that God carries you through everything doesn't he I mean really for you young ones that you probably already know this and you're very wise Allie already God has given you so much wisdom but it's like why why do I worry because I know God is going to get me through he always does every single time So it's amazing. And when I walked in tonight, the song that Greg had playing was Counting on God, Counting on God, that one. And I thought, there you go, God. See, I'm counting on you. So I know he's going to show up. And my heart is for inductive Bible study. I love Bible study. I've I've done precept. I haven't done VSF, but I love precept. And I love to dig into God's word and see what, what he has to say. And so really, that's what we're going to do. But first, we're going to pray, and then we'll jump in with our shovels and see what God has for us, for our treasures. And if I do say something weird, it's because I'm on drugs. So (laughs) please tell me, 
Jan, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> because I, I don't know what will come out of my mouth, but hopefully it'll be honoring to God. So, Lord, we just um, give this night to you. We thank you for each lady here. We know that we're each supposed to be here at this time. And we pray for those that couldn't make it because of illness or because of circumstances, Lord. And, and we do just lift up our Christine and ask that you would bless her and Denny with just a wonderful, restful time, Lord, to be with each other in you. And uh, we just thank you for her. We thank you for everything that she does and just the, the sweat and the tears and the love that she pours into these lessons every week. And we pray, Father, that your word would minister to us tonight. And Father, we just thank you that we can count it all joy when we do fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience, and our patience will have its perfect work, and that you may perfect us and make us complete, lacking in nothing. And if any of us lacks wisdom, we know that we can ask of you, and you will give to us liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to us. And Father, we ask that we can pray and ask in faith and not doubt. And when we do doubt, Lord, forgive us. And we ask, Father, that you would help us to receive what you have for us tonight and not be double-minded in any way, but to be wholehearted in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to do a little review first. And I apologize for my <clears throat> croaky voice, but that's the way it is. It's so sexy. <laughs> Mary said, thanks, Mary. I feel better now. So our first aspect that we did was, and it's this open forum, so just yell it out. What was our first aspect that we studied? Mistress of the domain. And what exactly was that? Quick review. Simple words. Of? That's right. Right, exactly. Wherever it is, our home, work, school, wherever we are, wherever we're, you know, have a domain. That's that's what God wants us to take um, good stewardship over. So the second one, which was from Genesis Genesis two, was helper completer. And what was that, Suzanne? In quick little terms. <clears throat> Right, that man and woman were created to be together to complete one another. And it was very good. It was very good. Yeah, excellent. Okay, and then the third was what? The third one. Life giver. Yes, and that entails so many things, so many things. And you don't have to have children to be a life giver. We're just all, we're all that way. I mean, I, I look at all of you and I see all the things you do and you just continually give life. If it's through music, if it's through administration, if it's through serving, it's just, you're just giving life. And then tonight we're going to begin the fourth aspect, which is lady wisdom. And I really, I really like lady wisdom. I, Barb and I were talking together and, and it is a little bit more abstract, than the first three, so it was a little harder to get your head around. But as I was studying, God really blessed me because, you know, when you're teaching something, you learn it better than when you're sitting there. So that's another good reason to be up here teaching, so I can learn it better. 
So the dictionary definition from Webster's 1828 Dictionary, pick a group. But pick one that doesn't have as many people because that one's full. So come over here, here, wherever you want to be. So the definition of wisdom. Okay, listen to what Noah Webster said back in 1828. He said, the right use or exercise of knowledge, the choice of laudable ends, which means praiseworthy, I had to look that up, and of the best means to accomplish them. This is wisdom in act, effect, or practice. If wisdom is to be considered as a faculty of the mind, it is the faculty of discerning or judging what is most just, proper, and useful, and it is to be considered as an acquirement. It is the knowledge in use of what is best, most just, most proper, most conducive to prosperity or happiness. Wisdom in the first sense, or practical wisdom, is never synonymous with discretion. It differs somewhat from prudence in this respect. Prudence is the exercise of sound judgment in avoiding evils. Wisdom is the exercise of sound judgment either in avoiding evils or attempting good. Prudence, then, is a species of which wisdom is the genus. I was like, okay, there you go. Noah, Noah Webster. Um, but in God's word, I mean, through Proverbs mostly, we learn about the tale of two women. And tonight we're doing wisdom created. So we're going to be talking about lady wisdom created. We won't get into lady folly. That'll be next week. And Christine can do, can do her. But um, it is a beautiful aspect. But it, like I said, it's a little bit different from the first three. And so to introduce ourselves to Lady Wisdom, we're going to read these two scriptures that you have here. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and read it since we're being recorded. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maidens. She calls from the tops of the heights of the city. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who likes understanding, she says, Come, eat of my food and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake your folly and live and proceed in the way of understanding. Proverbs 9, 1 through 6. Then uh, Proverbs 31, 30, which all of us are very familiar with, I'm sure. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So, as you can see from these two scriptures... I'm going to take you through the first three questions. And then we're in our individual D groups, we're going to go ahead and do the rest of our Bible study. And then at a certain time, I'll, I forgot my bell, but um, we'll end and we'll discuss what we got, what we found as treasures in God's word. So looking at this wisdom, you can tell that she is personified as a woman, right? In fact, she's the first female. Now, she's not literal like Eve was, but she is the helper and companion of God and the teacher and counselor of all people. Um, In Barbara Mauser, in her book, she defines wisdom really, really well. She says, wisdom is a body of principles by which God created his universe morally and physically. The principles of order, beauty, and life, which help sustain the world causing it to show forth the glory of God. Some people have interpreted this as, well, it's Christ. 
Well, but you're going to see as we study scripture um, why it's not Christ. So let's look at Proverbs 8, 22 through 26, which is right there. It says, The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way before his works of old. From everlasting I was established. From the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth in the fields, nor the first dust of the world. So look at this verse. And question one says, what is being described here? And you have to open your Bibles because this is a Bible study. And if you don't have a Bible, there's Bibles over there and there's pens. If you didn't bring yours or you don't have your phone handy. But look at um, Proverbs 8, 12. What, and we always have to look, you know, of course, in context and find out what is being talked about here. So what is being described here from, if somebody wants to read 8, 12 for me. Right. So who is being described here? Wisdom. Right. Okay, then two, we can answer this question from the scriptures we just read, Proverbs eight twenty-two through 26. Can this wisdom be Christ? Why not? Why or why not? And you're going to have to look, look back at your verses there and look and see what it really says because when you're doing inductive Bible study, um, you have to dig it out for your own, and I'm not going to tell you the answers. <laughs> so, well, it yes, so it be right, right, because that. that's right. Christ, Spirit, the Father—they were before, and they always have been. They weren't created; they've always existed, as John one one says. So Christ was not brought forth. He was in the beginning with God because he is God. Okay, so there's one clue. And as we do our study, you'll see some more things that will support that argument too. Um, But then question three, what key words tell you that God created this woman? What are the key words? What? Possessed. Mm -hmm. What else? Brought forth. That's right. Brought forth. So we can see from the scripture that this entity is not Christ because Christ was created. And in fact, the Bible says that the world was created through Christ, which is in Colossians 1, 15 through 17. Christ is God the Son and has no beginning and no end. So Lady Wisdom is the first of God's creative acts. Of course, you know, like I said, she's not a real woman, but she's a personification. So now we're going to learn some English. So what is personification? Doing something that isn't a person, attributes of a person. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. Giving something that's not human, human qualities. And I just had some examples here. Justice is blind and at times deaf. Peggy heard the last piece of cheesecake calling her from the refrigerator. <laughs> Happens to me a lot. The candle flame danced in the dark. Father time can always catch up to you no matter how fast you run, right? Light has conquered darkness. It was interesting because God, you know, it seems like when you 
step out of your comfort zone and you do something that really is not really something you want to do. God gives you examples, right? And thankfully, he didn't use me as the example this time. But, <laughs> but my, my son, he um, has had like a whole year to get this community service done, right? Well, of course, he waits to the last minute. And I'm thinking, you know, when are you going to get this done? Because you have a court date today. And when are you going to get these hours done? Well, of course, last night he was up late at New Life working for two hours. He got it done. Okay, praise the Lord, he got it done. Okay, so dad, the hero, goes to the community service place and picks up the hours, takes them over to the courthouse to show them, see, my son has done his hours. She said, well, today is the day of your court date. And he's like, oh, great. You know, he has to stick around, and then Justin has to go down to the court date. And all the time I've been saying, Justin, you need to get this done. You know, Lady Wisdom, you need to get this done. Um, And he said, well, do you think I'm going to get a ticket? And I said, well, because I had just done this lesson, I said, Lady Wisdom shows no mercy, and justice is blind and sometimes deaf. (laughs) Everybody thought, what? And I said, but I'm going to pray that God gives you mercy because you are going to have to use your birthday money to pay for at least half of the ticket if you get a ticket. So I know he was thinking and like, oh, no, my birthday money, it's gone. (laughs) Um, And sure enough, you know, dad, the hero, was there with Justin. They were there in front of the judge. Thank the Lord. He got a really compassionate judge. And I think it helped that Jay was there beside him. You know, he saw the father and the son. He said, you know, Justin, I see that you've done your hours. Case dismissed. Thank the Lord. Oh, no, it was for when he first got his um, license, of course. He was driving along, you know, and teenagers, they don't always pay attention, right? And he sees there's an accident over here, and he's looking over at the accident. And then he looks back up, and it's green. Well... He goes, but nobody else was going <laughs> because there was an accident. And so the other people, for some reason, it was all backed up, you know, in front of him. And so he went because it was green, but he learned a lesson that just because it's green doesn't mean you can go. <laughs> so, you know, God is good, and I, I hope he sees um, God's mercy today. But Lady Wisdom Like it says, she has strict rules. And if you don't obey her, then you have to suffer consequences many times. So why did God ascribe the attribute attribute of wisdom to being a woman? Barbara Mauser has this to say, and I, I really agree with her. She said, masculinity is rooted in the Godhead because we have the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And they're all male, right? There's no she's in there. And femininity is rooted in the creation. So it's kind of that beautiful relationship of, as we see everywhere, Christ in the church, God in Israel, the bride, you know, the husband, the wife, the male, the female. It's just there. And the creation is the female part. Um, And I think that's why earth is referred to as Mother Earth, right? Makes sense. So we are going to, as D groups now, we're going to dive into Scripture and if you have any questions, and if some of the questions, you know, like, I don't, this doesn't make sense, wave your hand and I'll come over. But we're going to go through these and learn about 
wisdom in the body of creation principles, wisdom as inviter and hostess, um, how wisdom is like a lady, wisdom's reproof, wisdom as counselor, protectress, patron, and friend, and so forth. And hopefully, I think it'll go, it'll go pretty well, and we should be done, I'm guessing, by a quarter till eight or eight, and then we'll just discuss our answers. So let's dig in, and you can turn me off, Barbara. <laughs>